Wolf and Zoe. All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is hour one of episode 447. Jason Lingren is with me and Dr. William Treving. Dr. Treving appeared first on episode 363, followed up with episode 391, and we did an episode with his wife, Julia Treving, Dr. Julia Treving, and that was episode 407. Dr. Treving just got back from Italy, and I said, hey, let's just jump into hour one and talk a little bit uh, about that. Um, if there's a place in the world that has echoed out into our reality more than Italy, I don't really know what it is. Um, maybe something more ancient, but we don't know that much about things like that. So welcome, Jason. And good morning. Uh, we're getting free water from the sky today. Finally, um, we've been in a bit of a drought here. Anyhow, Dr. Trebbing, welcome. Oh, thank you very much, Crow and Jason and Rose. Nice to be with you again, my good friends. And uh, yeah, we came back from Italy just a couple of weeks back, and uh, Florence, one of the birthplaces of uh, Western civilization, learning about that part of the world. I mean, what rich history, and uh, it's got to be a vortex of some form or another. That's why they did all the COVID nonsense that they did over there. It was certainly the epicenter of, of the COVID scam, wouldn't you say? Wow. <laughs> that that special one-mile city, <laughs> that city-state, one of three, yeah, um, is the epicenter of modern existence, I would say. But before yeah. we jump in on this, I should point out in the little images of things that I link to that I think are helpful and well vetted in this world. Dr. Trebbing has a yellow one that says goodbye germ theory. Um, the first time, you know, maybe it was the second one of the times he was on. He first actually, time, yeah, first, first time. time he hit the top 600 selling of all books after he did the episode thing about this book is this is way back. This is decades back um, that these things are being said about inoculation and whatnot. But anyhow, to jump back in, um, how long were you in Italy? Uh, oh, by the way, that was after the first show, which was just about a year ago uh, this month uh, when you guys uh, found me. It went to number 495 of all books sold on Amazon. So yeah, it uh, definitely became popular after that. Thank you, Crow. Uh, where, uh, how long were we there? We were there about eight days, you know, we dropped the daughter off at college and finally had, you know, uh, kids out of the house. So we're like, okay, let's go to Italy. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Most well, people are know, sitting around going, what the hell do we do now? The kids are gone. <laughs> well, we just say, let's travel, you know? So it's, a, let's go to some places we couldn't go before. So, and plus the fact it's been ridiculously shut down as everybody knows and uh, all this chicanery and nonsense going on over there. But then when they decided to give the world a respite, uh, people started, you know, heading back over there. I mean, in 2021, people have just been, I mean, it, everybody knows it, right? You guys can confirm this. People have been hitting the road like crazy. Traffic is nuts. People are, are just, they're just out everywhere, you know, especially since the federal judge in Florida lifted the mask mandates on planes. Um, you know, everybody's just uh, kind of back to normal. And we'll talk about a little bit of that too, but you know, so over there, uh, I have we have a lot of Italian friends uh, here in the states uh, who gave us some advice about where to go and what to see. So we landed in Florence, and we were happy. I mean, uh, essentially, people just were really happy over there. They were happy to be out. They were happy to be. Uh, everybody was buongiorno, and and you got your coffee in the morning. You saw your art in the middle of the afternoon. You did your shopping. You had your pizza, your pasta, and R really good food. Though the quality of oh, the food man, is God. far superior, is it not? 
Oh, yeah. And as far as the the euro to the dollar is concerned, it's a good time to go. So, folks, if you want to go, go now. I mean, we we, we are hard-pressed to pay over 50 euros for a meal, and that's a lot for us. One time we were really hungry. And, you know, after walking about, you know, 10 miles, so we stopped into a place and, and we had, uh, I mean, just to give you an example, I mean, you know, you start with the pizza, you have the salads, you get the pasta, you have the tiramisu, you have your glasses of wine, you have your sambuca and your biscotte. And I think it was 49 euro and it's one-to-one at this point, you know, so it's, uh, and as far as the quality of the food is concerned, I had other friends telling me, oh, you know, everything is kind of sprayed and lots of pesticides. Their regular food tasted better than our organic food. Are, are you implying that they have a polluted? Because I've heard from so many people yeah. that a lot of their foods are way more organic and less processed. I've heard a lot of things. You don't feel like that's true? Oh, man, let me tell you something. First of all, I, I, I've made many. Tr- I have property in Panama and uh, there's no such thing as organic there. You know, everything is just good. I mean, you taste that everything is locally grown in Panama. And when you go to the restaurant, you ask for a salad, you get a salad that tastes like a salad. It doesn't taste like plastic. Okay. Uh, The same thing in Italy. When you're coming down from Milan and taking the bullet train down to Florence there, I mean, you see all the different farms. And hopefully that's not going to be restricted with all the global warming bullcrap going on, you know, restricting the fertilizers. But Every time I had a salad, it tasted like a salad, like, but like back when we were kids and a tomato tasted like a tomato, you know, there wasn't a, there was an organic gelato place. That was the only time we saw the distinction between organic food and regular food, but their regular food, their wine. I mean, we got, we got plastic cup bottle, uh, plastic cups of wine, (laughs) Chianti every, every night. And we sat on the church steps and just talked to everybody who was friendly and just the locals and, and had a, had a grand old time and everything was delicious. We only ate at a restaurant that had a tablecloth one time. And that was the only time we paid over 50 euros, you know, for a meal, the general, the general meal cost was maybe 25 to 30 euro. And you just got the most, all the pastas fresh and you know, so if you want a place to go right now, anyway, where uh, where the uh, you know the food is good quality and it's it's inexpensive and you have art and romance is very romantic, yeah, definitely go. And the wine is fantastic. I can only imagine how it was, you know, when everything was you know, really shut down because the people when and we asked, we asked all the all the locals essentially. So how bad was it? And they all gave you, and I'm Italian too, so I know the Italian look. They all gave you the eye- eyebrows raised. They just kind of stare at you. So it, it was it was terrible. Uh, people were locked up in their apartments, and they couldn't come out into the streets. And it's just we got some information. There was some some iron fisted stuff going on uh, long ago. Episodes 138, 153, 177. We had a very renowned doctor named Doctor Franco Lina. We heard that he was almost killed and that he had his ability to practice medicine removed from him because of his stance, his stance. And this, this guy is like top notch. One of the episodes we did with him was electromagnetic vampirism. Where is he? Um, well, I, I, we can't, is he, is he in Italy? Yeah. Well, we can't say things. Okay. Um, we, we can't say things. Um, we, we were going to have, a, it just got so dangerous. And oh. then as it turned out, he almost, you know, he almost did get whacked. So we, we, we just backed away and we, man, 
I'm even a little nervous about saying his name, to be honest with you, because I don't want to rain any more hell on him. Yeah. But um, he had Ayurvedic, he had so many uh, homeopath, naturopath, uh, Ayurvedic, Chinese. I mean, it was insane um, what the man had going on. And um, I, I know Rose isn't on, and I don't know if you remember, Jason, but I heard they pinned him down and vaxxed him. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's true. Oh, no. Yeah. You don't know if these things are rumors or not. Well, you have to think about what was going on in the EU at that time. I mean, and especially Italy. All my Italian friends here in the States tell me that they just purposely made Italy the epicenter for the whole world to see how terrible everything is and was. And, you know, they fudged everything over in Italy like they fudged everything here. That came out. Uh, all the deaths that occurred, uh, what, what was it? Something like maybe 5 or 6% were actually due to covid uh um, listen italy has a italy has a very uh high percentage of older people because they're they're happy you know and they're and they're living out their lives there but and they smoke and they get bronchitis and uh however they fudge it they fudge it because just like they do here in the states with polio statistics and you know, we'll get into this today, but so I'm, I'm getting notified that it, just to correct what I just said, it was remdesivir, remdesivir was apparently forced on him, but, oh, um, so then I actually guess he, he got some sort of respiratory illness. You know, it's a whole thing where we stepped way back, not to be okay. e- echoing any trouble on him. So the problem, you know, it's just, it's probably just best if we glaze over the point I was okay. making is that there was an iron fist at one point, but. Well, I'm sure they're still an iron fist and it's just, it's just, they've just gone back behind the curtain for a little while for whatever reason. But, you know, I mean, they wanted to make Italy, they, they had to have that out in the forefront as, you know, the epicenter of the disaster for everybody to see. And they broadcasted it all over the world. And when you talk to the actual people there, they will tell you it was just, you know, hell on earth. They, they, they just were not allowed the iron fist. The Italian Iron Fist came out and just wouldn't let them do a damn thing. Did the people buy it, though? Like, did they fall for it? No, hardly. No, everybody said it was bullcrap. Every single person we talked to. And we, you know, my whole life is interviewing people, you know, anecdotally and finding out, well, what, what helps you? And they do this in my practice as well. Um, and so we talked to people on the street, the shopkeepers, everybody. There wasn't a single person that said, oh, yeah, it was worth it. You know, everybody said it was just a bunch of nonsense and uh, how oppressed they felt. And they felt like it was back in the times of Mussolini. That That's not a very, you know, that's that tells you where they're at. If they say the word Mussolini, the, these are things that are viewed down. Oh, they all I, they must have said Mussolini about a half a dozen or more times. You know, we had people saying that it, it really felt like it was never going to end. And we were going well back into Italian fascism. You know, and then all of a sudden somebody lifted the veil and bing, everybody's back to normal and happy and smiling again. You know, so it's, 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 uh, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, we're really going through this in the world right now, which is you know, part of my uh, a chapter in my next book, uh, sequel, Goodbye Germ Theory, is uh, COVID is dead, long live COVID. And, you know, th- this is just basically about them not letting this go. I mean, th- they didn't get accomplished what they wanted to get accomplished this time. And, uh, they're going to have to, I think so many more people are awake to the, to what's going on with medical fraud at this point, which is a great thing, uh, that I believe it's going to be that much harder for them to fake another one. Uh, and they might actually be looking elsewhere. We, we have some evidence for that. So tell me about that. 
as you know, doing, doing what I'm doing, I hear things from places I never would have met in my walking life. Yeah. I, I heard like months and months and months and months ago that monkeypox was going to hit in August. Sure as God made little green apples. Uh, August one, it hit the news here locally. It lasted for three days. And then we that, that fell flat. That yeah, fell we didn't flat. hear a thing, but there's more. Um, so I'm hearing now that there's trying to be a claim put out that they got a billion that they took down a billion. Now I've got problems with this. First of all, a billion, what people Mm. with monkeypox? No, no. With their agenda there. In other words, there are a billion fewer of us now, supposedly, but I've got problems with this because first of all, Mm. I remember I got into this argument, not, I don't know, it was a few years ago. What billion are you talking about? Are you talking about a thousand million? Cause they're as crazy as this sounds. At one point there was like a, American definition of what a billion was and a European definition of what a billion was. And I had never known it. And I don't even know to, to this day, I don't know whether when people were saying a billion, it was a common reference or whether it's all solidified, but it started to occur to me. The number is so big that most people can't conceive of that size, but here's the thing. Jason and I went after the the world's getting too uh, overpopulated argument. What we found in no uncertain terms is that world population been fallen since at least the seventies. And we started out doing the investigation with the women's lib. So Stein, whatever her name, Gloria Steinem, the CIA asset admitted Uh CIA asset convinced women at that time. That's where we put the starting point that instead of being women and being treated badly, you had to act more like men. And the result of all the women's lib, basically one of the side effects or maybe planned effects was that instead of starting a family at say 22, it got closer to 32. And that one thing alone could started to cut the birth rate in half. Now, when I was a child, I remember firmly Every good American family had 2.5 kids. How you have half a kid, I don't know, but I guess we get what the numbers are saying. Right. What Jason and I found is there were very few cultural areas that were meeting the 2.5. And it is claimed that if you have a birth rate below 2.5 as a nation or a culture, it's never been recovered from in history. That's the claim. Mm-hmm. What we found was Latin America, South America, Catholic places still had a strong birth rate and were replicating. We found that almost everywhere else um, with, there were exceptions like places like Japan, places like here, we were right on the button of not being able to replace. So we pretty much knew the population was falling, but here's the other part of it. So I hear these numbers and I'm doubtful as I always am, because I want to yep think about it and challenge it. Could it, could that be true? We know that there's not seven or 8 billion people because that's based on the number that population is out of control. What we found has been falling since the seventies. So what is the true worldwide number? Don't know, but let's just say it was 6 billion. So they got a sixth of us is their claim. I'm finding that hard to accept. And here's the other thing in the state that I am Rhode Island, and it's a tiny state Four Rhode Islands fit in San Diego County where I grew up. Um, there's over a hundred bus drivers missing and they can't fill the position and people need the public transit to get to work. They don't know if the bus is coming. There's over a hundred and something teachers missing. And so you begin to ask the question, well, why is that? Did people refuse to take the vax and get fired? Um, why, why are these numbers? What I'm hearing from the, the courts of Kingley is that, um, they're gone and I'm still having trouble buying it, but you're a doctor. So let's hear it. What do you think is correct? 
Did you get to Italy and feel like the streets were significantly less populated? Did you go out in traffic in California and say, wait, why isn't this traffic jam as bad? I mean, what, what's your perspective? Plus you're a doctor. Well, my perspective on that, and you know, this is a really good question. And I've thought about this intently as well. I mean, how many people actually you know, have perished from the scam? Certainly, people who have the means to travel are out and traveling. So, I mean, just by virtue of looking at that, I mean, the roads are around here. I mean, I was just up in Rhode Island yesterday doing a talk on my book at in uh, Westerly. Why, why didn't you ping me? You should have pinged me. That's that's where the granite quarries were in Westerly. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I I should have. <laughs> I mean, we went up and down at the same point in, in the day, um, but. Yeah, I sorry about that, Crow. I don't, uh, you know, we were always run around by the seat of our pants here with one thing after another. Uh, but we did a class up there for about three hours and we came back down again. And, you know, the traffic was, eh, you know, I mean, but for the most are, part. Are you talking Greenwich, Connecticut, eh? Or where are you? Are you talking going by New York, eh? Where the traffic is always bad? The traffic is always bad on 95 between. Yep between Connecticut and Rhode Island, especially right. on a, I mean, you're never going to go over. I, I mean, and we've traveled, you know, to Rhode Island just to take the kids up for vacation to a little beach, something for a couple of days or whatever, you know? And, uh, you know, we've had times before COVID where you just never hit over 45 miles an hour. It's just from 95 from Stanford, Connecticut, all the way the heck up to where you are. Crow. So you're saying less, you're, you're saying you witnessed less traffic Yesterday I did. Yeah, we were actually able to get up to 70 miles an hour, you know, on 95 uh, in most of the way. So it, it, we flew up and flew back down on a Sunday, but the weather isn't great. You know, it's kind of crappy too. It's cold and it's rainy and everything yeah. else like that. So like actually the first real cold of the season, though, it doesn't seem right. like it's sick. But so everybody knows the population episode was 135. It's a good one to catch. But as a doctor, as your doctor mind, yeah. do, you, do you feel like the the kill has been that way. I do. Oh, do. My, well, well, we, I mean, listen, and again, it's all about anecdotal evidence. You know, just look at your own personal environments. When we were dealing with COVID, I mean, how many people close to you actually died of COVID, even if it was a fudge statistic? I mean, maybe, maybe we, somebody knew one or two here, but even if you investigated that, there were other things going on, you know, with that person. Uh, we've already been affected in our family and in our in my practice and in my wife's practice and in our just immediate circle with knowledge of so many people who have been uh, affected by the death jabs uh, that they've either died or their whatever you know their diabetes is now at a point where they're going to they're going to die. Um, so many problems even in our own family with people who have taken the death jab. Uh, people are sick and dying now. Um, so, so I've known at least within my circle of practice about, oof, it's got to be two dozen deaths that occurred just in the last six months. So that's just me. Now, if you multiply that times, you know, several, uh, several areas of, 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 of uh, professions within the population. I mean, you, know, you multiply that out. I mean, it's, it's, it could very well be true that, you know, a significant portion of the population has already been killed off and we just don't know it, you know, but 
again, you got to look at your own, you know, personal circles. What about you guys? Have you, have you uh, witnessed that as well or any differences? So I don't know what Jason's going to say, but it's hard for me to say if I remove myself from being Crow triple seven and I just live as a man here, I didn't witness a hell of a lot of life loss, but being who I am being contacted and being notified of things, I'm aware of quite a number. And to me, almost all of it happened in the hospital, but there's another problem when this was happening, Jason and I talked to people who decided to find out if it was true. They went to hospitals. The hospitals were empty where it was supposed to be at peak. They went to all, they, they picked a County like in New York and they went mm-hmm. to all the undertakers. Nobody was there. And after the fact that happened, I mean, what's your perception of it, Jason? Well, again, stepping away from what information we get through the show, uh, no, like next to nothing. I did that exact study. My wife and I, you know, were looking for things to get in trouble with when when COVID was happening. So we called hospitals, both in South Carolina and up here in Connecticut, and we got hung up on. For asking what? For asking how many COVID patients do you actually have? We did not get a single answer. Really? Okay. Not a single answer. We got one. We got several people to pick up the phone. Some of them said, oh, you're going to have to contact the news agencies and just hung the phone up. Were you making that call as a doctor? I was making that call as a doctor. And sometimes I pose as I was, I was an independent journalist. Oh, well, yeah, I can see a hang up there because the game they're playing, but it's interesting to me that they would hang up on a doctor. Well, you know, I am affiliated with the different hospitals here in Connecticut. So, uh, you know, for radiology and things like that. So I did call Stamford first and then Greenwich and they were, you know, they were a little bit more polite, uh, but they did say we, we're not giving any of that information out. The only information that I got was when the town selectman, Fred Camillo in Greenwich, uh, used to put out how many, you know, basically how many people are in the hospital for COVID. But, you know, okay, so six are in there being treated for COVID, blah, 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 blah. Okay, but, but you know, we still don't know if it's they came in because they actually had COVID or so they tested positive, so what? Uh, but how many other problems did they have? Probably all of them. So uh, getting back to our, <laughs> you know, how we were trying to figure things out ourselves. I went to Greenwich Hospital and I, and because I have access just to walk in with my doctor coat and the respiratory and ICU units, you know, they were locked. You couldn't even get in there. You couldn't even just roam around. Unless I walked in with glasses and a mask and I looked, you know, <laughs> you couldn't even tell who I was, <laughs> but you know, just in trying to figure things out, you couldn't, you couldn't because the, either, either the door to the floor was completely locked off. And this was the same thing over at Stanford. I mean, it was like Fort Knox. You couldn't get any information whatsoever. Same thing here. You had to go in through the ER. You couldn't. Yeah. Even then you try to get up through the back door. I tried to get up through the back door one time up, up a staircase that I know about. And the exit doors were locked. I couldn't get in. So they made sure I couldn't get any information whatsoever. We did this in South Carolina, too, at a Roper Hospital. Couldn't get in anywhere. So they had it sealed up. They pretty much had it sealed up. Now, does that mean this is a massive hospital conspiracy going on? No. They were just probably told to lock all the doors, you know? <laughs> Administration is clearly running the show, but there, there's another yeah. there's another part to this whole population thing. Now, I had a problem. This is the same thing that goes on with 
I remember distinctly when I learned how to use my telescope, you held your thumb at arm's length to cover up one degree of sun or the moon. Mm -hmm. Now you hold up a pinky, it's half a degree. Now, when I started searching this, I can only find half a degree, but then I found the movie Apollo 13, where Tom Hanks does it twice. He doesn't do it right both times, but he covers it with his thumb. So I am firmly aware of the possibility that the, the, the diameter, the, the, the one degree of sky, the sun and moon used to take up independently each other, maybe half, but here's the same thing in population. Yeah. I remember distinctly 15, 20 years ago, there were 400 billion in the United States. And everyone told me I was crazy. There's 300 billion, they say, and that's what they're saying now. Well, the other two days ago, um, someone was on Netflix listening to a comic called Bill Burr. And guess what he said? I was in the other room in the kitchen cooking. I heard him. I ran out. I said, back it up. Um, He said, well, there's 400 billion of us here. And it was an old Bill Burr, like 15, 20 years ago. So this whole population is clearly just another one of those things that's being shuffled around. So the point I would make is how could we ever possibly know what is a true world population before any of this happened? I would make the guess that it's between five and six billion everywhere. If their claim was true, that means they got in the neighborhood of a sixth of them. But what I know, since I watch media, is the aim was half. It was done in Endgame. It was done in so many movies. 50% was their, mm-hmm. their big thing. But I don't, you know, how, how could you possibly know truly how many people are in China or anywhere else? And for that matter, how would you ever know in a place that doesn't have a census? Well, I mean, and they might not be finished yet, Crow. I mean, it might be they've got a certain amount with the COVID scam. And now, you know, we might be uh, headed towards some sort of nuclear conflict where they'll get some more of us, you know. And just like so many issues on this existence, this physical existence as we live in, that is controlled. We're, We're living in the Matrix. I mean, the Matrix probably was one of the more brilliant movies out there to show us you know, that our existence is just not something that as, as a metaphor, you're saying as a metaphor, because a lot of people, as a metaphor. Wanna, yeah, a lot of people are, they're trying to say we're in a computer, you know, it's just, that's well, all. No, we're not. Well, no, we're not in a computer simulation game. However, your mind is controlled. All of our minds are controlled. I mean, to the extent where, uh, and this is what I go into in my new book, about how to free yourself from the conditioning, because we get conditioning every single minute of every day, just about basic things. Bombarded would be the word I'd use. Well, yeah, it's just all in order to keep you away from the awareness of who you are. So, you know, and they're masters at doing it. I mean, it is like trying to keep a giant ball uh, underneath, uh, you know, 15 feet of water. It's always trying to get up and escape. The truth is always trying to come out. And just like the movie, The Matrix, we all have a sense that something is just not right. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. It's like a you wet blanket. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. It's like a wet blanket. I don't know. Uh, this, all of my life, my wife will as well attest to this, you know, and, and this is part of our journey as, as husband and wife together. And um, all of your close friends, I mean, you've all, it's like the Matrix talks about what, what uh, Morpheus talks about in the very beginning of the matrix. He says, you know, to Neo all your life, you just really have known that just something isn't right. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like a splinter in your mind. Yeah, something something just isn't right here. You know what I mean? It's just like we're, you know, I know I'm I know I am not this limited, contracted being that I am told that I am to comply with. I know I'm so much more than that, but everywhere around you, you are bombarded from you know, either religion or from uh, the media that, you know, about how minuscule and small and finite. And, uh, you know, not only that, but um, how controlled and obedient you have to be, you know, to fit in like, you know, it's like when um, in some circles they were telling you, oh, you're just, you know, you're this magnificent snowflake and you're, everybody's an individual and fine. But, you know, on the other hand, all of society you know, since the time of your of your childhood, has been more like Tyler Durden in the movie, uh, you know, Fight Club. You know, basically, you know, there's nothing special about you, maggot. You're <laughs> you're just what did he call people? What do you call the guys working in the backyard? You know, you are the all encompassing, all whatever you know, scum or dirt of the earth. You know, there's nothing special about you. You can just you're just a you're just a worker drone within the hive of the collective. You know, so that is. I got started on this by saying, and you were talking about population. Of course, we're not going to know, you know, the truth about that. It's it's kind of like, you know, I'll get into this as well. You know, there's a flat earth and a, and a round earth controversy. And what I've discovered is that that's all a psyop as well. The both, both aspects of that are psyop, both round earth and flat earth. And it's just another one of these controversies that are out there. Any topic of size that goes online, it doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong. You know, both of them are wrong. Both of them are incorrect because we all know that NASA is full of crap. Okay. Uh, but, you know, so if you look at aspects of round, they, it, it certainly goes with Newtonian physics. If you look at aspects of flat, I have to say, and sorry about this, but we're going to go out of hate mail for this, but it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But all that's important is that you have the psyop of the confusion going on so that you just don't know what to believe and, you know, and, and where you're going and where to exist and where you exist. Well, I can, I can offer you to go read Tycho Brahe um, mm-hmm. from, from the 1500s um, yeah. who, who echoed what the Bible said about it. But you're right. You know, we don't have a map. We don't have a good way to get a map. We don't even know how many land masses there are for sure. And that underscores what you're saying. Oh, I'm, I'm fully, I'm fully on board with that. I'm fully on board. Uh, the thing I like about the flat earth uh, stuff is that I, I'm fully on board with that. We just don't know where we're existing. No, and we, we don't. don't. And we don't know anything about the land masses per no, se. We don't. And, and we don't, and we don't know how many there are and we don't know, you know, how far they go back. And we don't know anything about Antarctica and, you know, and, and there's certainly something to say about the Admiral bird stuff and all that, you know, I, I actually know people who saw the original, bird stuff and they've told me some crazy things yeah but yeah. you know when you were referencing the matrix it's just one of these things that it, it metaphors everything like even when when neo goes to see the oracle or says hey neo you were the one i just referenced this like a show ago and 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 she says neo you the one and neo says gee i don't know and she goes well i guess you're not the one then she points up to the sign you know know yourself that is the basis yeah or the whole legal episodes we've been doing that you're not gonna win anything until you know who you are so it's all there Um, There and in terms of the matrix you'll notice that everything is labeled city Mm -hmm. right city this city that and it is it's it's where we fall societally but i i would i guess i would offer that one way we will start i've been saying the train wreck happened we're waiting for a body count i think if 
systems begin to collapse readily. One of the main reasons that will be true is because there's not enough people to run the systems. But at the same time, I mean, every day in my neighborhood, and I'm out in the boonies, I see 20 UPS trucks, 20 FedEx trucks, 20 Amazon trucks. I mean, there's more delivery trucks doing the world's business now than ever before. So your point is that there's more commerce going on. There's actually more uh, more activity happening now than ever than than the pre-COVID days. Well, it's a different way. I mean, yeah, now everything is delivered to your door. But my my assumption is that when the systems like the buses I was mentioning or the teachers they don't have, when the systems start to fall apart, I think we can probably attribute that partially to not enough people to run the systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. Well, I mean, and the aspect where you said know who you are from the matrix as well. I talk about that in Goodbye Germ Theory in my legal section. You know, it, the big part of that uh, is the, you know, the whole straw man mythology, which has merit still to this day. Uh, they make you something who you're not. And I've always said, I say it in that chapter as well, which is the most popular chapter of the book, by the way, and the largest. If you don't know your rights, you don't have any. Right. And if you don't know who you are, you're not going to be able to establish what your rights are. There you go. It, it's kind of right there. I mean, who are you exactly? Are you your right. personality? Are you this? Are you this uh, consuming worker drone your that name. pays taxes and you're yeah. and and just ident- completely identified with the ego aspect of your name? And is this who you are? I mean, and and is this the purpose of your existence? Basically, to you know, to get married, procreate, consume buy, pay taxes, and then die of some disease that they say you have to die from in the way that they say you're going to die with the treatment that they say you have to have to receive. I mean, much like the Matrix, when Morpheus holds up the battery, guess what? That's the most poignant part of the film. This is what you are. You are, the, you are a, a, a battery to the system, a worker drone, a, a, piece, of, a piece of property. But I would uh, I would update that, Doctor Treving. It it is true, and it is absolutely one to one. But that what's not being you see that's the whole negative connotation because they're being ripped off of their energy, which we mm-hmm. are too. But the point I would make is vampire, vampire, right? Exactly. Yes, electromagnetic vampirism. Absolutely, but we have the ability to create. The darker forces don't have that. And so from my point of view, that's why we get everything as an offer. That's why the coercion, that's why the the game to fool you into believing you're your name. These are all ways to get you to do things with your creative energy. For me, that's the entirety of the game. Everything is about getting you to do something you would have not otherwise done, whether you think you have to or whether the problem with modern society is they forgot what an offer is. They think just because it seems threatening that it's no longer an offer and they have to do it. And that's a person who doesn't know who they are. Brilliant. Brilliant. And you've touched on something in my new book. All right. Essentially, your life from the from the date of your birth when you are given a social security number and a birth certificate, okay, they make you an owned piece of property for to be plugged in a battery for the system, as they say in the matrix. However, and you will be charged. You will will be be charged. charged. (laughs) However, as Crow, you just said, that's not who you are. And if you discover who you are, then they don't get to vampire your energy. And, And it is a choice. And perhaps that's why we're here to learn that choice. Uh, because you are a creative being, and you're, and what I've noticed since 2012, and the Mayans were very 
much uh, in tune with this. You know, what I've noticed since 2012, in whatever position we're in in the galaxy, and whatever new energy is being it has come to the planet through the sun or, or, or through, through other light that's coming to us, whatever they are trying to block with the chemtrails, folks, however they're trying to prevent our evolution, okay, from whatever light they're trying to block out from coming. That's, that's all they're doing with chemtrails, you know, besides giving every, making everybody sick in, in the respiratory system. They're and, and messing with the weather as well. Messing with the weather. Hey, hello, Florida. What did you just experience? Okay. DeSantis, you better behave or you're going to get another one of them. Yeah, they've been steering storms for, you know, for decades, certainly more than a decade now. I mean, they've got really good at it at this point. But but I digress. Uh, the, the, the chemicals, the chemtrails have so much to do with blocking energy, with blocking light, blocking photons, which would otherwise be getting to each and every one of your cells in your DNA and, be, and they would be evolving human beings more towards the love consciousness spiritual light spiritual light being the love consciousness of the right. center of the universe which we all are but they are attempting to block us and keep us slave drones is it working eh, i think half and half i have I a lot i can add to what you're bringing up mm-hmm. it's well this is great you're gonna love my new book then <laughs> I, I know i'm gonna i loved your first book and i was so impressed that it was so old that you were on top of your, you were an early adopter and all this but as far as the sun goes mm-hmm. it is my plan to probably in the spring pick up and do with the sun what i did with the moon Excellent. because the equipment has gotten so good and i'm getting a little bit long in the tooth to be up all night all the time but <laughs> the sun that i stare at every day that i can when I sun gaze, when I pray, when I meditate is not the sun that I was looking at pre, I just ballpark it at the end of the Mayan long camp, 2012, low point of the sun, December 21, 2012. Mm-hmm. People remember that the sun back then, even some young people remember the sun was more yellowy. Mm-hmm. And like when you felt the burn on your skin, you were already a little burned. Mm-hmm. Now the sun is white. It feels much more direct. It feels like you're going to burn quickly, but you don't you can feel that it's getting direct and you're not already burnt. The old sun, by the time you detected that you could feel there might be an issue, you were already a little bit zorched. But this sun, from my point of view, is a higher vibration. What just happened with the sun was when I got my solar telescope, 2013, 2014, probably 2014, there was all this activity, sunspots, um, the the flames shooting off the side, the prominences, the rills, the rifts, just all of it. And that slowly went away to the point that it was pale and no sunspots. What they're announcing now about the sun is that we're coming into some weird magical 25th solar cycle. It's like, what the hell are you guys talking about? The sun's been here forever and we're on the 25th cycle. You're out of your damn cotton picking minds. But they're claiming (laughs) that more sunspots is coming back. But this is what got me thinking when you brought it up. Absolutely. Those chemtrails were being sprayed across the ecliptic. Most of the time, the path, sun of the moon and the luminaries, they were blocking that spiritual, nurturing, life-giving, spiritual giving light. But that's a losing proposition. Takes more energy than they can sustain to do it forever. What I noticed one day as I was watching H.G. Wells, The Time Machine, is I was always confused by the Morlocks. In every sci-fi thing you see, the ideas are repetitive. The vampires are going to come back as vampires. The zombies are going to be zombies. 
Frankenstein is going to be some other thing someone created. The Promethean story told over and over and over. But the Morlocks, what the hell, man? What what was it with the Morlocks? I couldn't place them for the longest time. Then it dawned on me. You know, all the underground bases, I started to wonder if those low vibrational entities that have no power to create have to get out of the sun as it goes up in vibration. I wonder, I still wonder, I'm not being facetious. I am actually wondering if the low vibrational power forces here are more locks. They got to get out of the sun and they know that day is coming. I'm just saying it out loud. No, I listen, I follow you 110%. I mean, I mean, if you watch the I mean, they have to tell you everything they're doing. If you watch any of the vampire shows, especially Angel, which was a great show, it shows all the demons that we already exist with. And, you know, they have the, the vampires and these, and, these, and these demons can't go out into the sun now, can they? I mean, this light destroys them, you know, uh, and there's a reason for that. We very much digress into that, though. I mean, I didn't want, you know, we're, we're really given the advanced course here. Uh, and I don't want people to go too far off the deep end as far as you know, getting confused with all the information we're putting out because, you know, you and I have a lot of information on this growth for sure. I mean, you're going to love my chapter on, on the galaxy and everything that's coming in, which is, you know, one of the things I love writing about. Um, but, you know, as far as the, the new light is concerned, that's one of the things that chemtrails are, are, are attempting to block out for sure. And have you noticed there's been less chemtrails? Yeah, there, there has. And as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell this story again, because I hope people listen carefully what I'm about to say, because if it is this simple, we are all neglectful beings. I was walking down towards the beach, which I try to do every day because the nice negative charge on the beach and the orgone in the sand and everything. And I can mm-hmm. do my meditation. Prayer. Me too. And it me occurred too. to me as I was watching them spray, those rat bastards are stealing a gift that the creator granted me. So right there and then I stopped and I thank the creator for the divine spark of life, for free will, and for making me beneficiary of this creation. Amen. At that moment, I claimed out loud, which I do every day, I claim the rights given to me by the creator and I demand that those who infringe on these rights cease and desist now and for all time, I have been granted free access to sunlight from that day to roughly I mean, it was months. I didn't see him spray over the ecliptic and I'm all, come on. It can't be that basically simple. And I had mentioned uh, it on what? the air. It, guess of- what? It is. Because there you, it is. So at I'm that telling point in time, at that point, because I go to the beach every day and do the exact same thing as well and feel the exact same things that you do. And actually, I've texted you from the beach. <laughs> and I've said, guess what I'm looking at right now? Some of the things that were in your moon video. <laughs> There it is. But yeah. like, if everybody starts to do this, you know, we would quickly know. And one of the you things is orgone. You were one of right. You were one of Rife's orgones or who's the guy who came up with it. It wasn't right. It was Rife. It was, it was, uh, who's the other guy? Oh yeah. Forget, forgetting his name right now, but you were an orgone right then and there. Okay. You were a point of attraction to remove the fraud. And we are all that. And my God, if we were all just to come together and realize how, how powerful we are. Well, I invoke it now. So now yeah, when I'm doing that go. each day, I invoke that I have been granted the creative powers in the, and I am beneficiary of this creation. And so what I've been seeing lately is they're not spraying the ecliptic. It did start up again for months. I didn't see nothing like we used to. And I thought, come on, is this really happening. But then I saw they were spraying away from the ecliptic. They never spray. They always sprayed the ecliptic. And so what I'm saying, everybody, is figure out who the heck you are. 
know that you're you're a beneficiary of this creation, the creator grant. There's no higher court. And get your creative get juice on. Demand that this nonsense ceases and dismiss. They are violating the granted rights that the creator granted to each of us. And if thousands of people did what I said, we would probably know really quick whether I spent too much of my youth chewing on opium or, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, what you're saying is, uh, I, I never did opium, but what you're saying is 100% correct. Uh, and this is exactly the only thing that they're afraid of is us waking up and coming out of the matrix. And, uh, and to understand that when you are standing barefoot on that beach, and you are experiencing the ozone coming off of the waves and breathing that in, and it's energizing you. That oxygen's energizing you. Yep. You're getting grounded from the from the quartz in the in, in the sand, you know. And you're looking up, and you're saying, "Hell, no, you're not doing this." Guess what? That's the most powerful thing you have, and and it's the only thing that they're really afraid of. The power of intent works. The bad guys use it on us every single day. We're bombarded by them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And or maybe what? we use it on ourselves would be a better way to say that. Well, only, Crow, only because they train us to do that. Right. And, and, and against each other. And, and since 2012, uh, everybody has a, a, a more direct connection, despite the, they're trying to block it. We have a, a more direct connection to our own universal source and power which is connected through your heart chakra. And we talked about this last time, through your pineal gland and through your thymus gland, okay? We have a direct connection with that more than ever now, all right? Um, we also have a greater capacity to be controlled because, because their, their dark connection to it, uh, they're projecting that out onto us so that, and, and really doubling down on their efforts so that we don't figure out who we are even more. So the lazier you are, folks, the lazier you are, the more you comply, okay, the more you acquiesce, which are the two big words that they that 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 are that are paramount to their scam. You mean you need to comply and you need to acquiesce. You need to watch their films and say, okay, this is how it's going. I comply, even if tacitly. Yeah, I don't like it. I grumble, grumble, grumble. All right, I don't want to get that shot, but you know, I want to go have a hamburger, so I'll get the shot. Okay, you're complying, you're acquiescing, and you're giving away your life force. That's them vampiring you. And accepting the offer, by the way. You're accepting the offer. It's an offer. Just like you said, Crow, it's an offer. It's not, it's not anything but an offer. They're saying, hey, would you like this? Or would you like freedom? And every single time, 80 to 90% of the people on the planet are picking bondage. You're so free that you can choose bondage. And due to all the mind control bullcrap that they put on us every second of the day in every restaurant you go into, in every radio program you turn on, right, in every newspaper you read, okay, due to all that conditioning, you choose bondage. Because, listen, we got Netflix, okay? So... <laughs> <laughs> or we got Disney Plus. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, so, so the bottom line is, you know, we, we started this conversation by talking about you have an inkling, you have a you have a sense every minute, every day you wake up, you have a sense of who you are because you know that something isn't right. You have a feeling. You have this is like, yeah, it's just something, something's off here. Just like in the movie The Matrix, you've got to dive into that and you got to start following that because when you start following that. What Jesus talked about was that mustard seed 
okay, of, of faith, of, of discovery, and start, you know, unraveling the thread, uh, it's a rabbit hole. But let me tell you something, it leads to freedom. Um, Crow, you were talking about the chemtrails and blocking the sun and blocking out, I talk about just blocking out light from different parts of the galaxy as well. But uh, one of the things, you're so right when you say the sun is, is, is different, because all of us, you know, if you're looking up, when I used to lay at Jones Beach on, on Long Island, when I was in high school and in early days of college, you'd be able to lay there and the sun felt wholesome. And it felt wholesome because you were getting nourished. Your body was producing vitamin Ds, okay? It still feels good, but the sun feels more like I'm laying with a heating pad on me right now. It doesn't feel as wholesome as it used to. I'm not producing as much vitamin D as I used to by laying in the sun. It doesn't feel as good to just lay out in the sun anymore. It feels like, oh, I'm just sweating, getting really hot here. You know, That's what it feels like to me now because of what's being blocked. Um, and when I go up in an airplane, I've been flying on planes all of my life. And I say this in the book, the new book as well. And folks, next time you're on an airplane, I challenge you to do this. Most of the times you will see the white film in the horizon now covering the planet. Okay. It is a white film covering the entire horizon that you're looking out on up there. You'll see clouds, you'll see puffy clouds, natural things, blah, blah, blah. But there's all this other chemical crap. Uh, there's black specks, and which is mold, essentially, uh, you know, nanotech mold fungus that they're putting up there, dropping on us. But the white film that they're putting across there is, is, is actually blocking out that light. All right. So when you're talking about their vampiring our energy, guess what happens if you don't use your energy to your own benefit, ladies and gentlemen, all right, to, to manage your own life and to create the life that you want, that you choose, all right? If you don't use your energy, they're going to suck it out of you. And that's what, the, that's what the battery thing is all about. You know, I, and I've talked about it, you know, dealing with the song in my head, what they call an earworm now. And then not too, like for a couple of years, the ringing in my left ear, almost always my left ear, it was getting bad. It's gone now. I just did a, an episode on the core harmonizer. The problem is, is that so many of these things, while they're super cutting edge, brand new, useful, not all of them are affordable to everybody. But what I began to realize is I can imprint my home with positive vibrations, for lack of a better term. The core harmonizer does it. This little pendant with the seed or with the flower of life that I'm wearing around my neck. You've seen them. They're made out of, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're made out of, um, what's the, what's the black, Onyx? No, it's mined in one, you know, Jason, it's mined in Russia and one mine in the world, Shungite. So these Shungite things, I wear it all the time. I don't have the ringing, but we've been told, remember George Harrison before he supposedly left us, he did cloud nine on his own and Mm -hmm. he put out a song called devil's radio. You remember it opened like gossip, gossip here. Let me see. I heard it in the night words that thoughtless speak like vultures swooping down on the devil's radio. I hear it through the day, airwaves getting filled with gossip broadcast to and fro on the devil's radio. It goes on and on. And then he finally says he's in the films and songs and all your magazines. It's everywhere that you may go. The devil's radio. There was so much wrapped up. I remember thinking about it back when it came up, but this, this vibration that is on offer, you can combat it. You can imprint your own space 
and stop that ringing in your ear. If you have it, you can stop the earworms. It's all about recognizing who you are with your creative force and taking action. I have orgone devices. I have a core harmonizer, by the way, I had gotten rid of it before the core harmonizer came into the house. I know they're more than five grand or four grand, even with the discount, but it is the real deal for those with the wherewithal. But if you work on these positive things and fill your home with it and constantly consider how can I prove the imprint in the space that I exist? Um, it, it, it actually does work. And that brings me back to the ideas that we were talking about. Is it really that simple that I had to claim my rights, um, thank the creator for them, and then demand that these lower beings quit violating rights granted to me by a higher being? I don't know. I think there's something to it. And I'm just saying if enough of us do it, but Dr. Treving, why don't you tell folks where they can find you, where they can find your book and uh, then we'll prep up for hour two. Sure. And I'd like to hear more about those core harmonizers for damn sure. And what you're wearing as well. Cause I wear some things, but uh, <laughs> and I carry around Moldavite. <laughs> Have you heard you about go. Moldavite? Well, crystals are the, see that that's the thing. I just did an episode image where I described the first wave of life was crystals. It's the most state. These things are alive. They grow. Yes. But those crystals, you know, they're perceived as hippie new age nonsense is not true. I just put up a TikTok video of all my crystals soaking in the bathtub. Crystals are part of what you can do to imprint. So, you know what you're saying, but anyhow, I'm stepping on you. Go ahead and tell people where they can find your stuff. Oh, where you can find the stuff is, uh, you go to xlibris.com. If you don't want to deal with the devil who is Amazon, if you just Google my name, Dr. William Trebbing, you will find the book, Goodbye Germ Theory. The new book is coming out, the sequel, uh, Goodbye Germ Theory, which has a lot of this good stuff that we're talking about. And you also can go to saynotovaccines.org, which is my blog, has a lot of good information on it. As far as ridding your body of heavy metals and graphene oxide, all sorts of stuff with antioxidants. Say no to vaccines.org. Also, my Underground Railroad, which is the Church of Christ Consciousness, which allows you to very easily use your religious uh, rights and religious exemptions in this country to, to avoid being shot up with toxins and death jabs and things like that. But if you Google my name, Dr. William Trebbing, you should be able to come up with all this stuff, the book uh, and the uh, the blog, and also you'll be able to come up with uh, at some point over the next uh, you know few months the new book, which will be out. Um, the church thing, you know, I remember the first time we talked about it. I saw some just confused people saying, "Oh, that's a you know a jibe against religion." Let me tell you something: if you're a Christian and you used what this man is offering, you get an official certificate that basically says the first thing we believe in is we don't take shots. Let me tell you something. I can't tell you how many people have notified me where they made an official looking badge or a thing they wore around their neck. People are so brainwashed right now. They see anything that looks official and they say, oh, okay, sorry, I didn't know. So that was one of the things that really impressed me about the book. But there is hour one of episode 447 with Jason Lingren and Dr. William Trebing. Members know to join us at crow777radio.com for hour two. That's C-R-R-O-W-777radio.com. And we're going to open up with a lot of things that get us eyeballed.
basically, if we talk about them in hour one. <laughs> but anyhow, um, it's not that we censor ourselves, but we do carefully steer things. It's getting hard to do this, just so everybody knows. We're feeling the pressure all the time from every angle. Even having a private website is creating pressures of its own. But there it is. Join us for hour two. And I'd like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era. Cheers. Is the enemy of knowing.